Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Aaron Pym, and I'm the producer of the theatrical variety show, The Bedpost Sex Show. Here at the podcast, I invite guests and performers from the stage show and beyond to come into the studio and indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. This week, I have a super special guest, artist Monica Garrido. <laughs> And I only know you, we are just saying pre-recording, I only know you through comedy. Yes. However, you wanted to be introduced as artist. Yeah. <laughs> because you said you kind of fell into comedy. Yes. I feel... Because comedy sometimes for me feels heavy. It feels like I need to be funny all the time. Right. Which is okay, because I... You are. I'm funny. Because you are, you are naturally funny. Yeah, so, but then I'm like, I feel people had high expectations of me. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Like, for me, if I'm, I like to more do the format where I'm like, storytelling, because then you don't have to be funny. But yeah. if you're funny, people are like, woohoo, yes. I love it. But storytelling, you can be like, they just think you're being interesting if you're <laughs> not <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> like, and it's fine. But it's true because I don't know, sometimes I think I don't know how to formulate a joke. Right. I can just tell you a story and then hope for the best. And hope it's yeah. funny. Because <laughs> you did uh, very, very funny again, like story, basically took me through, like, took the audience through your yeah. dating <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> that was out of desperation because I haven't done, <laughs> done a, like a stand-up show in so long. And I was like panicking and I was like, I don't know what to do. And my roommate was like, tell me stories. Like literally... He sat me down. He's like, just tell me a bunch of stories and I'll tell you what's funny, what's not. Oh my God, that's brilliant. So I just told him all all my lesbian loves. All your lesbian loves. And that's how it happened. (laughs) And then they were like, oh, okay. But some of those I already had used as jokes before. Yeah. And then when I was like, there's so much more. There (laughs) is a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of funny shit. And I think because back home, I used to have... Such a like back in Mexico. Yeah, I used to have such a weird random life. Like uh-huh. still, I have it here because I have no idea how I end up doing the half of the jobs I do. Uh, <laughs> but there, I was like, I was a clown for a little bit. Oh. I used to like perform in parades as like penguin or different animals. I was Santa Claus for a parade once. Like <laughs> I from I was like, uh, how you say anticonceptive anti. So you don't get pregnant. Pills. Okay, contraception. Contraception pills. I was like uh, a spokesperson, a spokesperson but, <laughs> but I was like a, a octopus because they were trying a new approach. So I was like, a lot of my friends are like, how do you? And I'm like, I don't know. How do you like, end up doing half the shit you do? Yeah. I literally go to places and I say, okay. And then that's it. Yeah, you just always say yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> I have nothing to lose. And same thing with comedy, you were saying. Yeah. Nilu. Nilu. Uh, yeah. My godmother. Uh, you're good. <laughs> my maker. <laughs> no, but it's true. I, because I start... I did a bit of comedy back home. Mm-hmm. 
And because I was, I wanted to be a theater person, a serious theater yeah. kid. And then uh, people just found you funny. And then yeah, and then I end up like there wasn't a lot of jobs there, so I was working at an amusement park as as the <laughs> mostly wicked witch of the west, like, <laughs> and and then I was a clown. So yeah. So um, yeah, they knew your type. But your type I, was. Uh-huh, so they were like, "You're, the, you're the funny one. Where you're gonna be?" And when I came here, uh, I came here to study film because I wanted to be a serious filmmaker. Yep. Well, no, I just wanted to tell lesbian stories. <laughs> I was really obsessed with like telling your story. Not my story, just like, like a lot of queer things that we have. They're so dramatic. Yes. And I really just want to see like rom coms. Yeah. Like, that's all I want. I want to see it being like, oh, love is real. We yeah, just it. a funny, relatable uh-huh. love story between gay people. So that was literally yeah. my dream. And people are like, that's an okay dream. And I'm like, well, that's mine. Like, that's all I want. I don't want complicated stuff. I love that, though, because, yeah, there's not there's not at all a very round representation mm. of gay women in the media, like yeah. in movies and TV it's always presented in a very specific way and it's mm-hmm. like that's not how do you feel like that when you see movies yeah. you see TV that's not how it is that's not real that's not that's for me like what I love YouTube because you can find like all the clips of the gay people in shows just yeah. like their storylines so you don't need to follow all the straight people <laughs> all the... you can just follow them <laughs> and that's like my favorite thing to do <laughs> like for what shows or what characters I love when there's they're Argentinians uh, I think the series called is called Vecinos I don't even know <laughs> but it's like Agustina and Valeria Agusleria uh-huh. oh, I love them they have so much drama but they love each other so much <laughs> I really watch it and watch it and watch it again. Like, did you ever watch L Word? Of course. Did you like it or hate it? I like it because we don't have options. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, eh? Like, that's, yeah. But it's so bad. Like, at times it's just like, oh, this it's is that, so that unrealistic. It's comforting. I don't know. For me, it's like, it's because maybe it was the only thing we had that for yeah. me, I can watch it and watch it again and be like, oh, Alice. Like, yeah. yeah. And I also want to know who killed Jenny Schechter. That too. So yeah. that's always in my mind. <laughs> like at 3 a.m. I still wake up and be like, who killed her? <laughs> but yeah. But I, I, I hate and love the over. Me too. I'm the same thing. Like I found it hot and I just love to see gay women on mm-hmm. the television. And their friendship. That's something that I like. Like I can relate that with my group of a thousand lesbians that I have now. Yeah. Uh, that we're like, <laughs> like all the dynamics that we have and yeah. stuff like that. The gang. Yes. Yeah. 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 And it it, it gave a rare sense of how, how a chosen family might be. Yes. That's what I love. True. Yeah. So it gives you like how they show some some of them their storylines with their parents is like it doesn't matter you can choose your own family. Yeah. Like they don't say chosen family, but it was something that I was like you give me possible. Yeah, like, that's the idea. To move to LA, be white, and have a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Find my dream. <laughs> Who is your favorite person on it? Uh, Alice, for sure. Uh, what I, was Shay? Shane? Shane? Oh, Shane. I don't like Shane. Oh, I love He's Shane. Not my type. Oh, all. that is so my type. That is like a head turner for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, no. I no, I never understood why people were like. Oh God! I love an androgynous look, like not mm-hmm. a femme look. I like kind of a mask look yeah. in, in a gal. Oh. That's just, and I love like for me like like um, a pixie cut, like short brunette hair. You're that like, that's oh, it. that'll get me <laughs> to like fucking 
That'll break my neck walking down. <laughs> That'll give me a whiplash walking down the street any day. Huh. I don't know what my type is. Do you have a type? Yeah. No. And sometimes I go through like my exes and I'm like, nope. They're all so different. They're all... It's going to sound, I don't know, dramatic. I I love drama. <laughs> like I try to deny it, but I'm like, I thrive on it. Like, when I don't I don't have it in my life, like, I need to watch reality shows all the time because I'm like, what's happening? You Somebody just... fight each other. Like, I don't know. I want to see it. <laughs> but, yeah. So, were all are your relationships, like, turbulent, fight? Just the last, the last one I had was, like, the real one that I can also be like, that was the love of my life. Okay. That's when I, everything was, like, okay. And that's, I think, what I broke up with her the first time because I was like, why do you love me? Like... <laughs> What's happening? We're supposed to be fighting all yeah. the time. Yeah, and I'm like, why do you support all my decisions? <laughs> Stuff like that. I'll be like, what's happening? <laughs> but yeah, oh, I love her. <laughs> I still love you. Me too. Call me. Call me. I have some. I've been so obsessed with that ex for so many years that I now I'm writing two different projects that are all about her. <laughs> but one is like shamelessly talking about. Uh, an obsessed person. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I you're no self-aware. Shame. You're yeah. self-aware about it. Yeah. I mean, I've written... I've, I wrote a fucking novel about an ex, essentially. Like, a novella, yeah. yeah. I find it, like, it helps... Like, it's therapeutic, you know yeah. what I mean, to write so you about... you give your own ending. That's what I love. It's like, you didn't <laughs> love me in real life, but in this story... Yeah, you can fix it. You're obsessed with me. <laughs> <laughs> She's the one that's yeah. obsessed. But she knows, like, before... Now we don't talk, but before we... That's why I can talk about her. Uh, <laughs> uh, before we stop talking, I had a, uh, I have a solo show that is coming back the, uh, in October mm-hmm. called The Cunning Linguist. Mm-hmm. And nice, nice. Yeah, we, we, I talk about a lot about sex in my shows. Great. And the lack of understanding I have. <laughs> what we're saying. Uh, but uh, but at the part of the show, I talk about her, and I send it to her. I was like, oh, you're in my show. And she's like, okay. And then I just wrote... Um, a little, a short story for a book called 49 that is about uh, the 49 people who passed away when the shooting in Orlando. Yes. And it's about to come out, that one. Wow. And it's literally about her. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I was like, for me, it's like, it's not sometimes I think, it's not that I'm obsessed with her itself. <laughs> it's that it's the only, like, true love I have. So to write is the place to go. Yes. So I, w- I always tell her, like, sometimes I think it's not that I'm too in love with you. It- it's that I'm in love with what we had. Yeah. And all the stories I can create for where we had. Yeah. If you have a relationship that is very, very meaningful for mm-hmm. you, anytime you have to write something about relationships or yeah. love, you're always going to refer to that experience, you know, to your best experience. Yeah. Or or if you're writing, you know, something just about like terrible experiences you're gonna go to your worst experiences mm. from you're gonna draw like at least for me I'm always gonna draw from my real life so yeah. same with me I for a long time I drew from like my longest and most kind of in-depth relationship I drew from that from a long time because that was mm. the basis of my experience with love yeah so it wasn't necessarily like I wanted that person back or like but maybe. I still want her back. I'm joking. I don't know. I don't know. Oh my god! I'm single. Help me. I don't know what I'm doing. So you were saying, 
you're saying your show, Cunning Linguist. The Cunning Linguist. Yes. The Cunning Linguist. You, so you're, you're saying, you talk about sex a lot, but you, you are a little... Yeah. You don't know a lot about it? I didn't know a lot about it until I moved here. Like, I, I had that realis- like realization, how do you say? Yeah, realization. Yeah. When I moved here, because also I, I'm really, like, Jesus is my best friend. Okay. <laughs> like, fully Christian, Catholic, so... I had a lot of no-nos that I wouldn't do in my life. So I was like, I didn't believe in masturbation until I was like 27. Wow. Because I was like, masturbation is the devil. Like, how right. is the devil? Nobody understands why. <laughs> I was just like, nope. Somebody told me once that I couldn't do it. And I got traumatized about it. But, <gasps> wow. it, but it wasn't until I moved here and I started... Most of the projects I work in uh, are queer. Mm-hmm. I tried to do only queer art. Because back home I couldn't do it. So here was like everything can I yeah, say fuck let's do yes I was, like, I, I was like nah yeah and so you want to do just everything queer now yeah yep. and I was doing a show called Pride Cab that buddies used to run buddies in Bad Times Theater yep and it was like we were nine ten queers I don't remember or eleven something like that <laughs> and they were all talking about sexuality and I was like what? like I didn't know uh, gender queer existed I didn't know the they pronoun I didn't know a lot about polyamory, like all this stuff. And then it was like, I was here for six months and I had all this information. Yeah. But a lot of people are like, have you masturbated? And I was like, no, it's wrong. And people are like, no, no, it's... you should touch yourself so you can know what you like. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I always tell this story that the first time I did it, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. Because in a way, a person explained it to me was like, Monica, when you're watching porn, mm. <laughs> let's just talk about my vagina. <laughs> let's just get, let's, let's just yeah, talk yeah. right about it. Nobody else is talking about it, so I need to talk <laughs> for her. So I, I, she's like, when you, this person was like, when you watch porn and you, and you feel like you're getting turned wet, on. Yeah. yeah. It, that's like masturbation. Yeah. And I'm like, no. And she's like, no, like. It's true. And I was like, mm, makes a little bit of sense. So the first time I did it, I got a cold sword. So I was like, I felt Jesus was punishing me. <laughs> I was like so traumatized. I was like, no! <laughs> it was really bad. So wait, would you would you watch porn and just yeah, not yeah. touch yourself? Yes. Okay. So I was like... Kind of. It was yeah. half masturbating. Yeah. Yeah, you weren't touching each other. Uh-huh. Touching yourself. Touching but each other. Touching each other. You on the internet. Who was there? The person <laughs> in the video? Um, yeah, but you were watching it to get stimulated. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So that yeah. was like, it makes sense. But after that, it was like also... And like that's it, why the show is called The Cunning Linguist. Because it took me... <laughs> before I opened the show last, last year, mm-hmm. I never went down on a girl. So I recently did it, like, wow. at the end of last year. Wow. So 28 years. It took me 28 years to explore that area. <laughs> and my friends were like, so you've never done it, but people have done it to you. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> I'm a taker, not a giver. So you I'm never sorry. reciprocated, ever. No, but for me, I had, it was a weird, like, type of partners that I had back home that none of them. It just worked out. Yeah, they but were like that's what they wanted, we wanted to do it. And they weren't too concerned with you no, going down on them. I was really lucky. <laughs> I was a lucky one. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> so, 
Oh, only the end of last year. Okay, so now what do you think of where are you at, like with going down on women? Do you like it? I Is love it, it hard? I can... really can't get out to my parents. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> no, I, I think it's great. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really nice. Yeah. I. I don't do it super often, but when I do, I really like it. I, I'm always really like impressed with myself when I can like give an orgasm. Yeah. Like I'm always like, I feel really good about myself. It's true. I used to like I don't know. It was different and weird. But yeah, now I'm like, I understand a lot of. Yeah. Do you kind of you kind of get yeah. it now? Yeah. I don't do it as often as I wish I <laughs> would, but it is like, oh, okay. Do you find, this is not true for me because I use like a vibrator. I don't, I don't get off that way, but do you find that you can do things that you like? Do you know, do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like you do things to them that you would like done to you and that yeah. translates? Yeah. I also think, I don't know. For me, the the last, like, people I've been with is people that I've been with for forever. Like, I yeah. had sex with them a long time, so I know them at yeah. this point. And it's just, like, really to feel the other person. It's going to sound really cheesy, but I think and so it is. <laughs> we, got, we have, like, this extra sense of knowing what to do to make people yeah. feel better. It's like when you're on stage and you know if you go this way, it's going to be better than if you do this right. joke just or stuff like that. Just that instinct of... So I think it's that. But I don't know. I Sometimes I stay... I After I came here, I was like, I think I'm really bad at sex. Like when I... Because I, I started to go to like workshops and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, I didn't know... Just so many things you didn't know. There's a button you can push. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So you thought... You were like, oh my God, what have I been doing? I was like, I thought I have a great personality. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing I'm cute. Yeah, because I, I have power convince pe- convincing people. <laughs> power persuasion. But I don't know. How are you doing in bed? Yeah. But people liked what was happening. Yeah. At the time. Yeah. You never, did you never, did you never have that realization before? No. It makes me, for me, it's like, as i older now, I'm more honest with other people. Like, because it's something that it clicked for me. Once I met more people here, it's like communication is key. Yeah. Like, like literally verbally saying like, no, move to the right. Yeah. Faster. That's all you need. Yeah. To yeah. Have good sex. Yeah. Just like a yeah. phrase, one sentence. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that for me, something that I was like, oh, okay, I get it. That makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that I had a, I have a person who never listened to this because she blocked me from everything but <laughs> it, I've been sleeping with her for like six years now mm-hmm. and the last time I saw her I was like I learned this new trick <laughs> where I put my mouth in your area and, <laughs> and then she was like wow and I'm like but then it got me thinking like is it really wow or is it that we're so used to each other that now I'm doing something new, you're like, because it's new, uh-huh. only because it's new, not because yeah. of the actual thing you're doing. <laughs> but yeah, but thank you, Canada. I'm learning so much. <laughs> and I went to uh, the sex club for the first time. Yeah, uh, I think last year too. Yeah, 
I was I was like, nope. <laughs> no, not into it, eh? No, it, it wasn't like it wasn't that. I think I took. I was like, I took one step. I ate a vagina, and then I was like, I tried to like jump, and I, no, <laughs> too too much at once. I saw like so many people that I knew that I was like, why, oh, friend? I don't know. I don't know how to react. <laughs> but it was interesting. Yeah, it was an interesting experience. Yeah, but I think I wore even more clothes when I was there. People were like, the manager is here. I don't know. <laughs> like, were you like college shirt? Yeah, I was like, well, I don't know. <laughs> like not even my socks I took off. I was like, nothing. Nothing's coming up. <laughs> With suit jacket? Yeah. Tie. <laughs> but it was a really, I liked the, I like, I love the experience. I think I'm not there yet at all. Yeah, right. But I was like. Good to know we have options. Yeah, good <laughs> like, to know that's there for later, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm more comfortable with... It's, yeah, but it made me feel, like, you know, we were, like, such a... Such, like, be proud of other people, how empowered they are with being who they are. Like, being yes. naked in a place, for me, that's, like... Yeah, for me, like, yeah, the main thing about going to a sex club is, like, just, yeah, that feeling of, like, openness with everybody's bodies and, like, you know, beauty and sexy, no matter what the body type mm-hmm. or age or color. I think that's that's my main thing that I yeah. really like about going to a sex club is just that everybody's just, like, hanging out nude and everybody's comfortable and accepting of each other and, like... You know, like nobody's, you're not judging mm-hmm. people. Like, that's my main thing that I really like. Other Ooh. than like all the sex yeah. stuff, like, there's that too. But like, <laughs> I just in general enjoy just everybody just like hanging out naked. Like, I'm really into that. That's what I was like so like impressed with people just like sitting there to watch another person like have an orgasm. Yeah, right. I was like, how, like, what? <laughs> what is this now? That's a thing too. But those, those are the things that I do sometimes that I, it reminds me about how much I'm I have changed, but also how much I'm still the same person, but of who lived in Mexico and had all these walls. Right. So it's this give and take of being like, I welcome the new, mm-hmm. but I don't know how much I'm willing to give from the to person I was in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's important to hold on to your hold on to your roots. Yeah, but, but at the same time being open to yeah yeah I think it's really like <clears throat> mostly and I, a lot of people say this but it's like when you grew up so like um, Catholic and and a really for me it's like my family is really conservative yeah you don't see a lot of things past that so when I came here I was like I didn't know pleasure was something kind of like good like you people need to talk about that that sex it's nice it's pleasurable <laughs> yeah yeah for yeah. me it's like something that i think i couldn't see and it was a lot of shame about it yeah for sure mm-hmm. the way yeah for sure catholic education it's focusing on like it it does anatomy stuff so it tells you a bit about your body and mm-hmm. things like that and then the other side is pregnancy it's all the fear tactics like mm-hmm. pleasure is nowhere in the curriculum you know it, it's yeah body stuff and then don't get pregnant use protection which is all important stuff yeah. like you know stuff about stis and stds but it's like the whole point of it all though is pleasure 
I don't know if it's like fear that if you tell people it's pleasurable and encourage people to explore the, their own yeah. bodies and stuff that everybody's just going to be going and having sex and they don't want that. <laughs> um, but it's like such an important and left out part of, yeah. and, and even for me, it's like the love part of it mm-hmm. is left out completely. Like they don't tell you anything about about relationships and how sex is incorporated in relationships. Like for me, I'm like, I would much rather hear about like what a healthy relationship is and what a healthy sex life is. That's when I was young. Uh Yeah. That's something that I miss about having a partner about all the things you can explore with the person you trust. Yes. It's like, that's well, I miss also having a partner in general, but (laughs) 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 but like, Having sex with the same person to discover new things is like... And being in a safe... And it's such... It builds so much trust with your partner, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lonely. <laughs> I recently changed my status on Tinder to literally just say, please love me. Please. <laughs> That's it. I was like, maybe, maybe. Maybe this one will work. This tactic. This one will work. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we're going to take a little bit of a break uh, to cry, um, and then, oh, we'll be right back with Monica Garrido. This episode has been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Enter coupon code BEDPOST when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive a 15% discount. And don't forget that shipping on orders over $50 is free in Canada. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com. This episode is also sponsored in part by Adam and Eve, the number one adult toy superstore. Go to adamandeve.com for a limited time, you'll get 50% off just about any item. And when you select your item at 50% off, you will also receive three free adult DVDs plus a free mystery gift. And to top it all off, they'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. Go to adamandeve.com and use the code BEDPOST at checkout. That's BEDPOST, spelled B-E-D-P-O-S-T, at adamandeve.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the BEDPOST podcast. We're here with Monica Garrido. (laughs) (laughs) Are you laughing at how I'm saying your name? (laughs) Garrido. Oh, God, I could never. It's okay. I I tr- <laughs> when I try to roll my R's, it just sounds terrible. I think I was asking you how to say your name to introduce you at the live show, too. Yeah. And I'm like... It was good. And I'm like, like this? Garrido? You're like, no. No, <laughs> yeah, my, no okay. not like that. I hate when I introduce myself and I say, Monica Garrido. And I just hear, Monica? And I'm like, where did it sound like that? <laughs> so I just be like, Monica. My name is Monica. No, don't do that. It's okay. I don't mind. <laughs> you don't mind? Yeah. Like. <laughs> so you did my stage show already. Yes. You're just saying you liked you liked Lady Shane, the dominatrix? Yes. 
<laughs> that day she was doing some electro stim, so she was doing was so with the electricity. <laughs> it was like magic. <laughs> it was like magic. Magic and sex. It was like science and sex. Yeah. She like had a chain of people and like shocked people through like there's like four people in a row all touching and mm. then shocked the last person. That was so cool. It was like science. <laughs> science and sex. <laughs> but I love because it was like it was super sexy but also really informative. Yeah. And really like yeah, it's fun, but be careful because it's dead electricity. So you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> danger, okay. Like, oh, danger, exciting, okay. exciting. <laughs> so now I tell everyone. So they think I'm cool. They think you're cool now. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, tell me about when did you move here? Uh, <clears throat> it's going to be five years in October. Wow. Yeah. What was it like being a gay person in Mexico? Mm, I think it's... I, I can only say, like, personal. Yes. Like, for my point for of you. view. Yes. Now it's weird, because now that I'm here and I've seen all the possibilities I have, I feel like being gay in Mexico, for me personally, would be like being in the closet 24-7. Right. Yeah. But also, for me, what I love of being gay in my hometown is you knew everyone. So all the gay people knew each other, because we had, like, two clubs. Yeah. And one, it was if, like, oh, everybody will be in, like, mostly one. So you'll see everyone all the time. Yeah. And I like that. It, ha- it was, like, kind of community. It, there was a lot of drama, which I adore. So, <laughs> but it was great. Like, I, I, I had, I still have uh, close, like, friendships with people because we were all, like, oh, we're a, uh, we are the queer community of our city. Yeah. So we all needed to be kind of friends. Yeah. So I appreciate it. I appreciate that I, I have... I had a really good group of loyal friends because we were all share the same secret. Yes. And which is weird. Like, I like how queerness connects you with people that you might not have nothing in common but your sexuality. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I saw in my hometown. Mm-hmm. But I still think it's, it's kind of dangerous. I think things are getting better. I think people are starting to speak out a lot. I have a lot of friends who are activists that I'm like, oh, my God. That people. live in Mexico. Yeah. They live active. in my hometown. There are like... Poof. I have friends who started uh, like uh, YouTube shows about being gay in Mexico and they're like, we don't care. Like, here yeah. it is. And that is like something that I'm like, wow, okay, they are making things happen, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which is great. But for me, I, it was mostly family-wise. I was like, nope. Yep. like Can't do that. I can't do that here. And also art-wise, here I feel like there's so many opportunities for exploring sexuality in, in artwork. Yep. That I haven't seen there. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I don't know. It's a tricky situation. You know, Edie Windsor, uh, I think that's how you pronounce her last name. The woman who, um, how do you say, she put a lawsuit against the government of the states to make uh, same-sex legal. Mm-hmm. So she came to, I'm pretty sure it's Edie Windsor. Well, sorry if, if you know the <laughs> name. Uh and she came to do a, a talk here uh, when it was World Pride. Mm-hmm. And she said something that I love. People, Somebody asked her, like, what do you advise for uh, kids or people who are in, in places that are dangerous to be gay? And the first thing she said, she was like, get out. Mm-hmm. Get out and be safe and then try to make a change. And that for me was like, 
Because a lot of people are like, stay and change it. And then she was like, no. Get out. Put yourself in a safe space first and then make it happen from where you are. Hmm. And that was like, like, I love that person. Yeah. So I was like, this is that That rang true to you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think also something that I learned here is, and a mentor here told me once, I was like, if you're not ready to say out loud that you're gay, don't do it. Because sometimes, yes, you may get that freedom of saying it aloud, but you may lose so much more. Mm-hmm. So you need to have a give and take of being, what are you going to lose that is way better than just saying that you're gay in Facebook? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So I was like... You have to mm, weigh it for yeah. your own personal yes. and experience. Yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just thinking a lot. I was like... Mm. Do you have regrets about not being open in Mexico? Not really. You feel like it was the right choice to come here and yes. be open here? I always and knew I was going to come here. Yeah, I, Since I was young. Why? Because I, I always tell the story. This is my story that I think most represents me. Because I saw the grassy, the next generation. <laughs> <laughs> and they had the lesbians there. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, what is that magical place? <laughs> Toronto. Yeah. First I thought it was Vancouver for a little while. Because I didn't know the extension. And then I was like, oh, no, it's here. Oh, Toronto. Yeah. So that's why I knew. Like, I knew I wanted to come to Canada. Because in TV, Canada looks really cool <laughs> does it it is really cool but in like i don't know for me it's like the grassy used to play it in mtv latin america oh that's so, so funny. it was like oh it was a cool, cool show yeah and then they like, had the gay people <laughs> who was gay on degrassi Paige and alex oh <laughs> did i n- man because all i'm thinking of there was like Joey, his girlfriend, who was kind of lame. I remember liking Liz and Spike, like really oh, the, liking I, those Liz and are Spike. for the first generation of this. Okay, I don't know next generation. Okay, I guess that's, that's, that's why that got to my country. so they're the kay. next one. The next one. <laughs> so there were two female. There were two lesbian characters. Yeah, but one of them was like the. She was like the how do you say like the rebel one, a rebel didn't yeah. care anything, and then the other one was the cheerleader one. And um, they fell in love. Oh. And their love was so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Did they yeah. kind of have to hide and... No, that's, a, that's what they, I love. They were just open, openly gay? Because they were like a little bit first. It was like, I don't know, maybe. Because uh, <laughs> that's the thing what I love also. Because the cheerleader was like, but I like men. And then the other one, yeah, because they're a bisexual. Like, yeah. Hello. Use a word. Uh-huh. <laughs> use your words. And I was like, wow. <laughs> And, but then they were like kind of out and she was a cheerleader <laughs> wow and you're like wow well, like, I want to be there white people white people know? eh hey I need to go there so that's how I came to this <laughs> for real for lesbians <laughs> to find the one <laughs> yeah and when you got here mm-hmm what what immediately like happened to you with your sexuality did it took a while because when I moved here I went to I came here to study film yeah and there was no gay people in my class there was like well there were two gay guys but one of them I didn't know until later Mm -hmm. and all the girls were like we were playing one time like 
when you're in like university and you play all these games like let's all kiss each other it's like a really good game <laughs> love that game <laughs> really fun love it <laughs> you just need like a couple of people <laughs> and your lips and just kissing you yeah. start, you just start kissing <laughs> yep and I don't know why we're all kissing all the girls <laughs> and then some one of them said like can you imagine what one of us was a lesbian uh. like it would be horrible and I was like <gasps> Like, and I remember I like was like, "Well, I'm a lesbian." And I'm joking. It took me a little bit longer. It it took. I was like, I kind of freaked out. I was like, "Oh my god!" I came all the way here to be even more like in, to be open in a in a class that everybody speaks English now. It's just the difference. But then a girl from that class kind of knew because I was I wasn't like I wouldn't say I was gay but I wouldn't deny it yeah so if we were all walking and we saw they saw a really hot guy they were like eh, and I'll be like oh okay yeah yeah I was like nice shorts <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know and and then she was like I think you are gay and I'm like and she's like are you and I'm like yeah at first I, it was weird because before I remember every time I say I was gay I would just cry instantly oh no it would be so weird I'd be like I'm gonna but I was like cry really easy I cry for everything <laughs> everything <laughs> I remember I was like yeah and then it like, like chucked me and I was like like don't cry don't cry don't cry but don't then cry. I, but then I think some of the people because then when more people of my class find out I think they were like hmm exploration oh <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was like okay <laughs> I remember the first time that girl was like, it's okay, I can say this because I asked her once if I can tell the story. She right. was like, do it. Because it's also in my show. Right. Uh, I told her and then we went back to my house and she was like, help me change. <laughs> and I was helping her Help change. you change? Yeah, okay. I don't know. And then she's like, I need to ask you a favor. And I'm like, what? And she's like, touch my boobs. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And she's like, I don't know. I want to see if like, lesbians touch them differently. And I'm like, Okay, and I literally did like this, like, <laughs> and she's like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, I know, right? <laughs> My lesbian hands are powerful. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, some of the girls in like my class were like, <laughs> so I got to kiss a lot of people, like, kiss a lot of people, touch a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, but then it was the girly thing of like. I'm a straight girl who's confused, and mm-hmm. now I want you, but I don't, but maybe, and all these things. Yeah. So but the... I, I really like straight girls, so it's okay. <laughs> maybe that's your type. I like the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I don't know, maybe. My friends will be, if they hear, they will be like, yes. Yes, that is your type. I straight girls. <laughs> Do you? I mean, I mean, yeah. Because I... of my fear of commitment. That's my theory. Right. Yes, because they can't. They're straight. So yeah, because you're like, yeah, I'll try. You probably will say no. Yeah. But I will still be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You'll still cry about it one day. <laughs> I had a straight girl who told me once. She's like, what? What if one day I? I, I no. I told her like, I'm not afraid of of me falling in love with you. I'm afraid of you falling in love with me. Yes. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because then it's real. And then I'll be like, oh, no, thank you. Because <laughs> you're used to falling in love with people. Yeah. 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 Because I can't have, because I know in a place in my mind, I'm like, you're safe here. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a happy place. <laughs> <laughs> Only you can hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. 
Love is scary. But I'm trying. I'm trying to date random people. Yeah. So so that was college. You went to college. Yeah. And I then my second college. Yeah, your second college. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then after college, where were you? That was where are you at? I was sexually. I'm joking. <laughs> In life. Yeah. It was such a weird thing because I when I started film school. I was like, oh, no, I should be doing theater because I'm in love with theater. Like, theater yeah. forever is going to be my first love. Yeah. And a friend of mine told me, which I love, he's like, theater is always going to be there. So mm-hmm. go figure another medium out. Like, figure how to do art in a different way and then just come back to theater. Yeah. And I end up doing a lot of theater here. Like, after I graduated school for film, I became an editor, a video editor. Mm-hmm. But I will do a lot of theater at nights. So I, I got more cast and stuff. I started doing my own shows and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. So theater actually support me more financially than, than film. the film. <laughs> yeah. I was like, but also I do my own short films. Like yeah. la- this year I was in Inside Out with a zombie lesbian short film. Nice. Yeah. Was that one of your own productions? Yes. I yes. produced direct and edited my own short films because <laughs> I am poor. <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> uh, where can where is that? Can uh, people find it or? I have a <laughs> my first two are YouTube. Yep. and my Vimeo. Yep, and the the last one is not out there yet because it's still it's going to North Carolina now. Oh, yeah, in like like a couple of weeks, like a festival. Yes, in North Carolina. What type of festival? Uh, an LGBTQ plus 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 yeah. plus 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 festival. That's amazing. Now it's traveling, so I can't put it out there yet. Yes. But you will eventually. But I will eventually. Yeah. Do you have projects going on in for the future? Queer yeah. projects? Yes. My yeah. own life. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, the project that oh, is... The project that is me. My sex life. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a sad, sad tale. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, yes, I'm working... My show, The Cunilingüist, is coming back in October for the Caminos Festival, which mm-hmm. is a really good festival. It's a Latinx Mm-hmm. Uh, festival here in Toronto. Yes, yeah. but all the artists. I'm most of the artists that I know that are, that I know from here that are there. Everybody is like English might be their second language, like which is great to be in a Latinx fully. Yeah, facility. Yes. Um, and then I'm doing. I am in the one with Nicole Passmore mm-hmm. at Bad Dog Theater. Mm-hmm. What's that? Is, it's so it's the improv show. That is kind of based on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we are doing kind of The Bachelor, but an improv setting. Great. So it was, it's really cool. I was like, this is really nice. All and you're producing that with Nicole? No, I'm I'm just in it. You're just in it, yeah. Nicole is doing everything. I love her. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, and then that's it. I'm doing, I'm producing a short film that we are recording. Well, we're uh, shooting it on uh, August. That's called The Morning After. And it's a about? really cute queer love story between uh, two Cupac, uh girls. Mm-hmm. So that would be really nice. And that's all I can say because I'm only producing it. So if the director would be like, shit it. Don't <laughs> give any more yeah, details. Like, yeah, and that's it. I'm just mostly writing. Writing a lot. Writing about what? About lesbians. You're writing about lesbians? <laughs> it's like, and then they kiss 10 minutes. See? <laughs> <laughs> That's most of my short films. <laughs> my friend was like, "Can you cut that kiss?" And I'm like, "No." 
the whole 10 minute chunk. I need it. It's art. <laughs> <laughs> do you find, um, what do you like about doing queer, queer cinema, queer theater? I, don't, I like the, the freedom of it. Like yep. the freedom it gives me. Yeah. Um, it, I like, I don't know. I was thinking about also this, how much we can learn from our queer, like, elders. Yes. Um, I recently did a, a show called Your Elder Project. And we were... Seven, a buddies, right? A buddies, yeah. I love, I'm always a buddies, but yeah. in bad times it's my house. Yeah. Uh, we did... Se- we were seven queer youths and six uh, queer elders. Wow. And all I, a lot of the things, like, sometimes I feel that is weird because I'm not from here. So it's, I will say, like, this is not my history, but it is. Like, queer history is universal because what happens in one place will resonate in the other. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I was, like, so impressed about how they talk about all the fights they did for us. And how is to be a queer elder of color, a uh, two-spirit elder, uh, an elder living with HIV. It was, I was just like, okay, I need to... For me, that made a lot of like sense in a way of being like, it's good that you tell stories. Stories are the things that transcend through time. Mm-hmm. A, a project that I want to develop, that it might take me a while, it's like, I want to tell those stories. I want to tell the elder stories. I think those stories are so important and great and people are not telling. Mm-hmm. And Canadian stories, mostly. Because what happened here, it was really important. Like, uh, pride just happened and it's always for me at a time of like, let's be super wa- grateful of what they all these people did mm-hmm. years ago for us to dance in the street. Really. Yeah. Like, yeah, to be drunken idiots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's always, I don't know, I, I really, that's something that I love about queer theater, that it has so much history that it still needs to be explored. Yeah. And it's also, it's changing constantly. Like, right now, I what I love about doing queer stuff that I didn't thought about back home a lot was, like, I want to put more people of color yeah. on the screen. Yeah. Because that's the thing that I started to realize once I moved here. I was like, people don't look like me. Mm-hmm. Like, different shapes, different paths of life, stuff like that. I was like, okay, I want to do... I want to see myself on the screen. I want to be like, if my 12 year old watched that movie, it would be like, there's hope. Like, yeah, can that's happen. me. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Stuff like that. But I also want to do a lot of comedy, which sometimes <laughs> it's not that. I don't want to say, I think comedy is important also. It's something that I came to the realization th- this year a lot. Cause I felt like, Oh, comedy is not as important. If I do a drama about like what happened, a few years ago, but then I'm like, yeah, but you need to have that balance. Mm-hmm. And comedy is accessible for people. Mm-hmm. It's digestible. And there's a lot of ways, like, to do comedy really political. That yeah, I'm to like, talk about very important topics through comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, from the Euro Other Project, something that I love, because I, I end up being funny, the funny one. But it was like, okay, because we had so many heavy stories that we were portraying, that from time to time, us telling a little bit of jokes, people were like, okay, we can continue this journey of two hours of sitting in this dark room, getting to know you. Yeah. And hearing all this heavy material. Yeah. yeah it's important. But that I love that show because it makes me realize that it doesn't matter if I'm not Canadian. Mm-hmm. Queer story, queer history is queer history around the world. Yeah. And that was like something that it was like, poof. 
<laughs> Blew your mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Because I can see that that's the change that happened here a few years ago. And I feel that's the change that I hope is going to become more, like, worldwide. happening in worldwide and in my country. Like, I want to see what they did to make all these things better start happening in the place that I was born. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Monica, mm. we're pretty much at time. No! <laughs> no sex. <laughs> no sex. <laughs> Can you tell people, so we talked a lot about kind of your upcoming projects. Do you have anywhere online that you can tell people where they can see that, find out information? No. Yeah. <laughs> you're shaking, your, like, you're shaking no. your head no. Look me on Vimeo. <laughs> Just put Monica Garrido. I'm, look for my face. <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, I also hang out a lot on Church Street. <laughs> <laughs> Just see me around. Come say, say hi. hi. <laughs> uh, the, the, uh, the Bad Dog shows, you can find them at the Bad Dog um, website. Site, website and Caminos, I think, it's from Aluna Theater, so... Mm-hmm. You can just you can find go there. there. And then Buddy stuff. You and can go to the Buddy's website. Because Buddy's is my best friend. And my home. And <laughs> Buddy's my your buddy. Yeah. <laughs> they adopted me. But yeah. And just follow me on social media. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm on Tinder. Find me there. Find her on Tinder. Like me right, please. <laughs> Everyone, this has been You Say Your Name. Monica Garrido. And this is Aaron Pym, and this has been the Bedpost Podcast. Check back often, everyone, because we release a new episode every Friday. And if you want to see Bedpost Live, my variety stage show runs at the Social Capital Theater the third Friday of every month at 8. For more information on everything Bedpost, please visit our website at bedpost.ca. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram as well. And lastly, the Bedpost Podcast features original music by Stephanie Copeland, who can be reached on Facebook or at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com.